What's happening, basketball fans? My name's John Lund, and it's October 29th, 2019. This is the NBA Saga Podcast. Goodness, what a fantastic night of games we had last night. It was off the wall crazy. We had 11 games on the slate. Our picks for the night were 9-2. and two. Came up short on the Blazers and Spurs. I went with the Blazers. They ended up losing in San Antonio by three. Dame Lillard had a chance to tie the game. Fell up short. Had two shots at it. Honestly, the last shot was in and out from the corner as time expired. I swear I thought it was going in. I was so amped for overtime. But it just popped out and the Spurs got the dub at home. Wow. What a wild night of NBA basketball. We had five games that were decided by four points or less. Competitive games. It was just back and forth for some of them. So many good teams this year and competitive games I love it. I love when a game's back and forth. Fourth quarter crunch time. It's coming down to the wire. And either team's going to be able to pull it out. It's just a matter of either who makes the last play or who has the ball last gets the win. I just can't believe how well the Suns have performed so far. They lost at home last night to the Jazz 96-95. Came up short. But they have been shown heart, grittiness. They've been after it. They've already beat the Clippers at home. And I didn't expect much out of them to start the season. Obviously, they're not full strength. But putting up good fights. They're tenacious. They play physical ball. They are really pushing teams to the limits. And it took everything the Utah Jazz had last night. They had to really push it. They were down seven in the fourth quarter. And thanks to Boron Bondanovich and Donovan Mitchell, Jazz ended up squeaking that one by a point. Rudy Gobert continues his dominance on the defensive end. Had himself a ball game last night and really Worked on his free throws in the offseason. It's apparent. Shooting a stellar 10 of 11 last night. Last season he was a 68%. But I don't know if you watched the game or not. But he has found a good stroke from the line. And it's really a good pace. I'm very thoroughly impressed with how much he's worked in the offseason to improve his free throw shooting I am anxious to see if that's going to continue throughout the season they've only played four games they're three and one but he looks much more comfortable at the line we already know he's going to be in the running for defensive player of the year I think he's going to three-peat as defensive player of the year honestly no one shuts the inside down like Rudy Gobert he alters so many shots even if he doesn't block it he is a tower in there and his presence is felt in the game he had a phenomenal defensive play on Ricky Rubio under the last minute Rubio tried to fake him out 
Rudy stayed with him. And that's not easy if you're over seven feet tall. I mean, you can't move as quick as some of these shorter guys. And he stuck Ruby and ended up causing, you know, a turnover. It was a fantastic display of footwork by the big man. And really impressive, gritty win for the Jazz. Boron Bogdanovich. Goodness, what a signing he was for the Jazz. Came through last night huge. 29 points, 5 rebounds. Did it all for his team, not to mention shot 50% from the three-point line and had some big shots down the stretch to help catch up from the Suns, who honestly thought they had the game won, I believe, because they were up about seven with a little bit more than three minutes left. Jazz clamped down on defense, forced a couple turnovers late in the game, took advantage and as a result, squeaked out the win in the land of the sun. Donovan Mitchell hit the game-winning free throw with four tenths of a second left, and that's uh, the ball game. That's how the game, how everything panned out. So, definitely excited for the Jazz this year. They still haven't even yet to hit their full stride. Mike Conley's had a dismal season so far just cannot find his shot you could see the frustration but him just being there has helped Donovan Mitchell take his game to the next level already just imagine how scary Donovan Mitchell is going to be once Mike Conley finds his shot and teams aren't able to throw two Defenders at him because Mike Conley's actually shooting like we know Mike Conley can shoot. It's just been crazy. I know players go through slumps, but I guarantee you Mike Conley's never experienced this sort of slump his entire life playing basketball. And that's even going back to college and high school, I think. Just really struggling to find the stroke right now. But he's a vet. He's... The best player in the league that's never made the All-Star game, in my opinion. And he'll definitely find that shot sooner than later. Another game that came down to the wire was the Sixers at the Hawks. Wow. The Hawks are really showing me something early in the season. They have just been stellar on offense. The ball movement's been impeccable. And Trey Young... Looking like an all-star this season. Had three good games so far. Last night was his worst game of the season. Still dropped 25 points and 9 assists. And it's only his second year. This man is one of the faces of the future for the NBA. Him and Luka, both sophomores, only look, both look better right now. And we're only the first week into the season I cannot wait to see him mature over the season and see how much his game has grown. He looks extremely mature out there. He's come through in the clutch for them numerous times already in the young season. And his shooting, other than last night, has been through the roof. Worst shooting percentage of the season last night. But Philly was doing all they could to shut him down and locked him down at the very end of the game to ensure he wouldn't get the ball or a chance to tie or get the shoot the game winner. 
Vince Carter had a running three-pointer as time expired and clanked off the rim. Philly played some dominant defense down the stretch to ensure they would squeak out the win there. Joel Embiid, back from ankle injury, had himself a ball game. 36 points, 13 rebounds, and 5 assists. Also throwing 3 steals and a block. He was a madman all around. Watch for him to be in the MVP race this year, just like he was last year. I think his game's improved. I'm confident the Sixers are going to be the two seed this year in the East. And I actually, like I said all season long, as long as they stay healthy, come postseason, I see them being the team to represent the East in the finals. It's going to be great. I cannot wait. Uh, for everything that the Sixers are going to bring, still not sold on Ben Simmons shooting more than 10 feet outside the hoop. He needs to, re- I know he worked really hard in the offseason to try to develop that jump shot, but we need to see that in the game. I'm yet to see him make anything outside of the free throw line, and I want to see if he's going to really be able to evolve his game into a more complete player Because if he does get a shot, he could easily be a top five player in this league. Just due to his height, his athleticism, his ball management, his court vision. And he's done a tremendous job so far in his young career. Excited to see where things go. Granted, this is only his third season as well. He's still young. He has plenty of time. But I know Philly's anxious and dying for him to get a jump shot. So it makes defenders harder to guard harder to guard him, excuse me. Help spread the floor. I'm really anxious to see him evolve his game and start having more faith in that jump shot. Practice is what makes perfect. You're gonna struggle, but you have to start shooting the ball if you're open outside the key. If you're going to make a huge impact and take that leap from being an all-star caliber player to an elite player. That is what you're going to have to do, Ben. And honestly, we know you could pass. We know you could rebound. We know you could score near the hoop. Evolve that game. Get yourself a jump shot. And you will be unstoppable, my friend. Steph Curry and the boys last night finally got their first win of the season with a dominant performance over the Pelicans in New Orleans, 134-123. Warriors looked much better last night. They actually played team ball, moved the ball. Defense was better, but it was the Pelicans, and as Draymond Green said after the game, they still suck, which... Honestly, they do. They, as we all know, they're not the team of last the last few years. This season's going to be a struggle. They also, however, do have four players out on injured reserve, expect to come back soon. I think that will make a difference, but it's going to be a struggle to make the playoffs for them. I had them at the sixth seed to start the season right now. I just don't really know 
if they're going to stay at that sixth seed. It's still too early in the season to tell. Steph Curry needs to perform better than he has. His shooting's been off this season, but he did have a good game last night, 26 and 11 assists. Draymond Green finally brought his game last night, had a triple-double, shot great from the field, 16 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists. So when Steph Curry and Draymond Green come to play, they are obviously what makes that team run. They are the tone setters. They're going to have to perform night in and night out for this team to even have a chance to make the playoffs. I know they're not up to 100%. We all know Clay's going to be out for the whole season, if not March or April. But between Steph Curry, D'Angelo Russell, and Draymond Green, they have enough to be competitive night in and night out. They're going to have to play, bring their A game each and every night, absolutely. But they have too much talent to get blown out by 30 points, be trailing by 42 points at some point in the game against the Thunder, who aren't going to be that good a team. They might be competitive for the 8th seed. I don't even have them in fighting for a playoff spot. But the Warriors definitely need to bring... The same intensity night in and night out that they brought last night against the Pelicans. And these are the games that are just must win. There's must win games throughout the season where you're expected to win. You're the superior team. And if you lose those games, it creates a stigma and an issue with the team You have to play up to your potential each and every night. You can't play at your competitor's rate or else you're always going to lose. They brought it last night from the opening tip. They had more energy, better ball movement. They were making their shots and their defense. They were a lot more active on defense, rotating. And all in all, you could tell they were more hungry last night than their first two games of the season. I want to see more performances like this from the Warriors, especially if they even think they have a chance at being the sixth seed or even a playoff team. We know Steph Curry, what he could do on a basketball court. I expect him to be in the MVP running before the season. I have it between him and the Greek freak to be the MVP this year, but I'm not seeing MVP caliber play right now from Steph Curry. He needs to get more zoned in, shoot the ball more consistent, and play like the MVP Steph Curry we all know and have seen the last five years. But it was a good win. They still are not a very good basketball team. Draymond Green even admitted it. But it all begins with Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and D'Angelo Russell needs to shoot the ball better. He's not shot the ball well. He did drop 24, 8 assists, and 7 rebounds, but his shooting has been off to start the season as well. Both him and Steph Curry are much better consistent shooters than they've been showing, and I expect him to finally kind of, you know, start breaking out. You'd think he'd be a little more comfortable on the floor playing with Steph Curry and Draymond Green. It's not happened yet, but 
It's easy for us to critique and criticize these players since we're not the ones playing. I understand that. I know I'm not an NBA player whatsoever. I don't have the same knowledge that these guys have. But I do know enough to be able to say, you're not playing up to your potential. You need to go back to the drawing board. Do what was working for you last year when you made the All-Star team, D'Angelo Russell. And really concentrate more throughout you know the game it's just he got thrown out last game against the thunder he didn't want to be there it was apparent he got ejected and you have to whether you're winning losing getting blown out or blowing the team out you need to play with the same aggression same passion every game of the season that's how this league works you're not going to win ball games if you don't bring the same intensity night in and night out. Another game that came down the wire was the Pacers and Pistons. Pacers honestly almost pulled it off. The end of the game, they ended up losing by two. Drummond, another huge game. 18 points, 18 rebounds, and two blocks. Not many people talk about him, but the dude's been an all-star for the last four years. He has a tremendous ability to get the ball. He's the best rebounder in the league. He averaged 15 the last few seasons. He might be the best rebounder, honestly, since Dennis Rodman in the league. No one talks about that. He has a knack for the ball. He's always getting boards. He's a good player. Looks like he's shooting the free throw a little bit better this season than previous seasons. He's a dismal free throw shooter. But I feel like his team... He doesn't have enough weapons around him. I'm very extremely impressed with Derrick Rose to start the season so far. He's going to be in the running for sixth man of the league. Honestly, uh, it's sad what injury does to some players. The potential they have and then injuries derail it. It's part of the game. But he has and he looks quicker this year to me. And he's had some stellar games last night. He struggled a little bit, which, you know, we're all going to see that in all players in the league across the NBA. But I really hope he stays healthy this year, doesn't have any fluke injuries. And once Blake Griffin gets back for the Pistons, we'll see if they can make some noise. I see them as a playoff team. I don't know where I have them seated at the moment. I want to wait till Blake Griffin gets back. See how him and Andre Drummond play off each other. And then when D. Rose comes in off the bench, kind of see where things stand. So we want to give that about a month or two before we really assess the Pistons and if they're going to even be a playoff team. Other than that, uh, last night a lot of fuss was made about the Thunders and Rockets game. It was a competitive game. Chris Paul returned to... Houston, Westbrook winning against his old team. I'm just really not high on the Rockets. I don't believe that ISO ball and two ball-dominant players such as Harden and Westbrook are going to be able to make much noise. They'll win their games. Harden will get his. Westbrook will get his. But I don't see this team a real playoff threat come the playoff time. They'll win over 50 games this season, sure. Harden's still going to get his points. Westbrook's going to get his. 
but I don't think their style, they really work together well just because they are both ball dominant. And I've, James Harden's a fantastic player. His, he's one of the best offensive players in the game, perhaps this uh, decade we've seen. But his game, to me, it's uh, a lot of free throws. His shooting's not been on par so far. It's He's actually shooting dismal from three right now. And I don't like his style of ball, but to each their own doesn't make him any less of a good player. I'm just not a huge fan of players flopping and shooting 20-plus free throws a game. In my opinion, no single player should be shooting over 20 free throws a game. Unless you're doing the hack-a-shack, which they clearly don't do with Harden since he shoots at a stellar 87% from the free throw line. But that's just how the league is anymore. He knows how to get to the line. He knows how to draw fouls. And that's a big part of his game. He did have 40 points. More than half of those points did come from the free throw line. So... To me, when he drops 40 points a game, sure, it's impressive because it's 40 points in the NBA, which a lot of players will never do in their entire career. But when most of those points or half those points or even a quarter of those points are coming the foul line, it's not as impressive as people taking seven, eight free throw shots a game and still dropping 40 points. The Knicks got their first game of the first win of the season at home. Came back in the fourth quarter against the Bulls. Was extremely impressed with Bobby Portis coming off the bench. Had a huge game, 28 points, 11 rebounds. Really helped will the Knicks to win their first game of the season. That crowd was electric last night. We know they're excited for their team. They're young. They're not going to be very good this year, but it's good to see. So much hype and so much excitement coming from Knicks fans because they've been a horrible basketball team for a long, long time. And eventually, we think they're going to get there. They're going to be a playoff team. It's not this year by any means. I don't know if it will even be next year. But it's exciting to see how hyped up and how much life and energy those fans have. They were ecstatic last night. And I'm very impressed with them still coming supporting their team even though they've been dismal for the last 15 years as far as uh the rest of the games go we had a lot of good games a lot of good performances we're a little short on time today so we're gonna have to cut this one a little short i do apologize for that studs of the night joel Embiid, 35 points 13 rebounds five assists and three steals And Phillies 105-103 win over the Hawks. The man's an MVP candidate. I think he'll be top five for sure. But I still, like I said, have the Greek freak or Steph Curry winning the MVP this year. But he is so fun to watch. I love watching him play. He says he's going to be more of a bruiser this year. But time will tell with that. But I hope he stays healthy because he has struggled to stay healthy throughout his young career. And he brings so much joy and excitement when he's on the court. He's a joker. I love that. Tremendous upside if he could stay healthy. And he would definitely be a top 10 player in the league, hands down. He already is. But he would possibly push himself into the top 5 if he's able to stay healthy consistently. 
other studs of the night, we have... I'm going with Bobby Portis from the Knicks off the bench. Like I just said a few minutes ago, 28 points, 11 rebounds. Really shot a tremendous percentage from the field. And he helped will that Knicks team to come back win in the fourth quarter against the Bulls to snag their first win of the season. For the Jazz, Boron Bondanovich, 29 points. What a stellar signing by the Jazz this offseason. That second scoring option consistently for Donovan Mitchell. He shoots a great percentage, shoots over 40% from three-point line, and really going to help make the Jazz that much more of a threat as the season continues and spreads that floor tremendously, can shoot from anywhere. He's quicker than he looks, and I love his style of game, and it's fun watching what he can do on the court and help Donovan Mitchell help get his game to that next level. Rounding out the studs of the night, we have Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers 111-96 win at home against the Hornets. 30 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 blocks, and 2 steals. Just something we've come to expect from the claw. The man is a machine. Don't even know if he's human, to be honest with you. I love that new Terminator commercial with him in it. It's pretty funny. But he's very misunderstood player. I really like Kawhi Leonard, but the man's just a machine on the court. Love watching him play. He basically controls the pace of the game, and the man is just, he's a winner. Plain and simple, the man's a winner, and I love watching him play. Rounding out, studs of the night, we have to go with James Harden, 40 points, 7 assists, 3 rebounds. Like I said, more than half his points came from the foul line, which isn't very impressive to me, but I gotta give props when props is due. 40 points, there's nothing to sneeze at for any player, any game. It's amazing what he does on a basketball court, and if you could, if it works, don't change the formula. That's all I'm going to say about that. Anyway, uh, rounding out, finishing up uh, picks for tonight. We only have three games on the slate tonight. For the season, our picks right now, we are at 36 and 15. Feeling pretty good. Think we're getting finally a good understanding of where teams are after the first week. And only expect to, you know, stay on par and improve our picks. Have a great game tonight against two surprising teams in the East to me. The Hawks at the Heat. I think the Heat are going to win this game at home. Plus, Jimmy Butler's making his debut with the Heat. So, I expect a competitive, close game throughout both young teams. But I'm definitely going with Miami at home. Dallas at Denver. Another great game on the docket. Both these teams, Denver's definitely going to be a playoff team. They're 3-0. Dallas is 2-1 after a close loss to Portland at home on Sunday night. But I have to go Denver at home. I see them going to 4-0 on the season. Just them being the home team is basically the reason I'm going with them. Plus, they have more experience and they're a deeper team than the Mavericks. Last game on the docket, we have the Grizzlies at Lakers. I'm going with the Lakers, but I am all in on Ja Morant. I love that rookie. He's going to turn heads. He's going to possibly be, like I said, I have him and J.A. Uh, Barrett as the one-two runners for the 
rookie of the year this year since Zion Williamson is out the first two months. But really excited to see what he does against LeBron James and company tonight. But the Lakers, I have them winning at home. Anyway, that's all we have for today's show. I have to run. I do apologize. It's getting posted a little late. Join us for tomorrow's cast. And remember, the saga always continues. Thanks, guys.